queen. I'm not even really sure what to make of the word. And the worst part is that it's not a detached, unfamiliar, or unthreatening word. Nope, queen is an up close and personal sort of thing, as in, I'm going to be living and breathing it. Some would say being queen is my destiny. I don't know about that, but what I do know is that queen is now my reality. I am queen of the underworld. Jolie Wilkins, queen of vampires, werewolves, and other creatures you wouldn't want to invite to dinner. Somehow the title just doesn't fit me. It's like trying to wear a pair of shoes that are way too big for my size eight feet. I'm not a queen. I never wanted to be a queen. And I definitely don't have the makings of a queen. I'm just me. A witch with some magical abilities, one of which is the power to reanimate the dead. But queen? Not by a long shot. One of the lessons I learned when I first became involved with the underworld, less than two years ago, is that whatever the underworld wants, it gets. It's like the mob. Once you get in, ain't no getting out. And I'm in. Up to my neck. So, how did I become queen? Was there a royal celebration? Were Prince William and Harry in attendance? Was Kate Middleton pissed? No. No and no. My entry into the royalty of the underworld was more like trial by fire. I'd been in the middle of a war— Gwyn, the bitch, had just run me through with a blade in return for destroying her lover. I died, and then I'd been on the receiving end of reanimation myself. The crowning glory of the whole battle came when Mercedes Berg, the supreme witch of all witches, also known as the prophetess, basically shell-shocked everyone with a magical burst of energy that lit up the entire sky. It was like God's television had short-circuited. Everyone just stopped in their tracks, as if their brains had gone dormant. No one had been able to function. As if waving their white flags of surrender, everyone laid their weapons on the ground and just stared at one another, dumbstruck. And that was the end of that. Well, for them. For me, it was just the beginning. After Mercedes put the kibosh on our little war, a war for independence against the tyranny of the witch Bella, who wanted to be queen, she informed me that I was now the queen of the underworld. And it wasn't like I ever submitted my resume for the position. It had come completely out of left field. And the craptastic part of the whole situation was that I couldn't say no. Mob, remember? So now I'm queen and I want nothing to do with the position. About now, diary, I imagine your head is spinning. Crap, my head is spinning, and I'm the one who lived through all of it. In a fit of desperation, I decided to write it all down, to document how absurd my life has become in an effort to make sense of it all. Actually, this is my first journal entry. I never really got into diaries, because my life didn't warrant recording. It was a quiet, mundane existence, fixed in routine, but I liked it well enough. I had a best friend, Krista, who never ceased to amuse me with her frivolous talk about sex, sex, and more sex. I had my cat named Plum, and I owned my own business, a tarot card reading shop.
My skills, though limited, included reading people's fortunes through cards, as well as detecting auras to determine if someone was sick or healthy by glancing at the colors reverberating off them. The day Rand Balfour walked into my life, he changed it forever. Rand is a warlock and the first to inform me of my witchiness. He taught me pretty much everything I know, not to mention I'm also head over heels in love with him. But more about Rand later. At this point, the important things to know are, first, the underworld is polarized in a battle of good, Rand's side, which includes me, a handful of witches, a few hundred vampires and werewolves, and the entire legion of fairies, versus bad, the evil witch Bella and her minions, including an equal number of vampires and werewolves, none of the fairies, but all of the demons. They say religion is at the core of most wars. Well, that wasn't the case with this one. This war began over me. And I'm not saying that to sound vain or to make you think I have an inflated sense of self-importance. Trust me, I'm really not that great. But once word spread throughout the underworld that I could reanimate the dead, all the creatures went into a tizzy because no one before me had ever been able to do that. Bella, in true Bella form, wanted me on her side because, like most villains, Bella sought power, power over all the underworld species. I guess I was a sharp arrow to have in her quiver. As with any other war, what happened was heart-wrenching. Vamp fighting vamp and witch fighting witch. Of course, I didn't get to observe too much. Just as I was impaled by Gwyn's blade, I was whisked back in time to Annick, England, in the year 1878. There I met the prophetess, Mercedes Berg. Well, as it turned out, she'd been the party responsible for sending me back to 1878 in order to save me, as well as herself. To put it bluntly, Mercedes needed a ride back to the future to avoid her own untimely death, and I played the part of Bus. As I mentioned earlier, Mercedes ended the war by raising her hands and causing that big old magical burst, looking like a conductor leading the orchestra of the skies. After Gwyn stabbed me, Mercedes brought me back to life, and I learned that she was the only other person besides me who could reanimate the dead. And now? It's only been about two hours since Mercedes stopped the battle. Now I find myself sitting in a cottage, alone, in a fairy village in the middle of the Cairngorms Forest in Scotland, waiting for I don't know what. After the war ended, we took care of the injured and the dead, while also taking Bella's remaining forces captive. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention our victory. Mercedes was on our side. Thank God. So, here I am, camped out in this room, with not a whole lot to occupy myself, just waiting for word on what our next course of action will be.